That's it. No, don't shut it like that. He's going to lock me in the conservatory. <laughs> This is Faith And, a Christian podcast exploring faith in real life with young people. But, well, there we go. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Faith And, and uh, this is our Christian podcast where we talk about real faith and how that affects our real lives. Once again with Ruth. Hello. And uh, we're joined again with our young lad, Josh. How are you today, Josh? Uh, not too bad. Doing good. Good, good. Is the sun shining where you are? Absolutely. <laughs> I am Andy. And uh, we're going to carry on chatting a little bit about what we were talking about last week and this idea of identity. And uh, I was really struck, Josh, by something you said last week, that idea of how it's hard for you to be a Christian or show your faith um, where you are, you know, with your mates and things like that, because you said it was difficult. So what makes it difficult for you? Well, I think it's people taking the mick out of it or making jokes that could offend like your beliefs or your faith. Do you ever find that people are interested in your faith, that they, they do want to talk a bit more about it? Or is it always that they either make fun of you or just no, shut the conversation yeah. down? Some some people, yeah, they are interested in it. They ask me questions about it, like, why do you believe in that and stuff like that? But some people just make fun of it to be honest and do you think that all young people or most young people find it hard to live as a christian in front of their mates i think a decent percentage like around 40 to like 60 percent would find it hard as they don't want to get the mickey taken out of them or don't want to be known as that person that goes to church and school and everything like that so yeah yeah, I think that's really hard. And I think a lot of adults find that as well, that um, in offices and things like that, I guess it's different for Andy and myself. We, we're youth ministers. It's our it's our job to talk about our faith. Um, but if it's not your job to talk about your faith, to be able to share that um, in a secular world is is really hard. So I think it's a really important topic that we should be chatting about and hopefully um, we'll be able to learn from each other today. Yeah. When I was growing up, I found it hard you know, to share my faith, to live. And I always felt that I lived a double life, you know. Unfortunately, not like a superhero where, <laughs> you know, I would jump into a uh, into a phone box and get changed. But on a Sunday morning, I was this great Christian and I would go to church and I would be part of the worship group. And in the youth group, you know, we would be very active. But when I was at school, that didn't really translate over. Yeah, I think it was the same for me and in a little bit different. I guess that um, I didn't even go to church on Sunday mornings because I played a lot of sport and Sunday mornings were, were our netball matches. And so I had this um, really difficult time where I was trying to battle between where I should be on a Sunday morning. Um, and if I wasn't at one those friends would be asking and if I wasn't at the other those friends would be asking sort of thing and it was never it was never an easy conversation of oh well I was at church and and that's more important to me um it got a bit easier as I started to go to an evening service instead um but like you say Andy it's, it it was a bit like a double life of oh I'm this person in the morning who who plays netball and is part of that team and then I I changed my outfit and put on the different superhero costume because obviously I am a superhero um, and go to the church in the evening. But I suppose that leads us into this topic, doesn't it? Of like, how should God and knowing who you are in God affect your identity? So what difference does God have in, like, 
having God in your life make to your identity? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and certainly one that I've struggled with over the years. Um, and I think to an extent, I still struggle with it today. Um, I quite often say that um, God's got me working in the church because otherwise I wouldn't go, that I think I would really struggle with that identity thing. Um, and God has called me to the church, to young people, to um, be able to share these things and to um, keep me going on on that and, and talking about it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly a struggle, but it's central to everything. Um, yeah, whatever I do, it's it's there in the back of my head or hopefully more towards the front of my head of why am I doing this? What's the point? How is this serving God? Um, and that is the same for my work, for friendships, for my family, that it's something that seeps into everything that I do and everything that I am. It's not just something I go to on a Sunday morning. Yeah, for me, as I was saying last time we were chatting, um, I think I went through a period of life growing up where maybe God didn't influence my life as much as he should have done. And I think that I found a lot of my identity in what I did, um, in what I thought I was going to do going up to university. So I found a lot of my identity in drumming, in sports, in my friends, in the clothes I wore, and even in the bands that I would listen to. But over time, I think the more time I spent with God, the more I became influenced by him, the more I understood who he was and who I was for him. And Christianity isn't about a religion, but it's actually about a relationship with a loving God. And when I realised that and I spent more time with him, then he became a bigger influence in my life. And so I think when you meet God, the more you invest in getting to know him and being influenced by him, the more you discover who you really are and who your identity really is. And only by getting to know God can you truly understand who he is and what he wants for you. And so I think the more time I spent with him, the more he influenced my life. Yeah, I think you're right. And I don't think it's linear either. I don't think it's a straight line that um, it's a bit up and down, isn't it? That we have we have days or chapters or seasons or whatever we want to call them where where we really believe it and where we fully understand that that love that God gives us and, and that we are children of, of God. And there are other times where we feel distant and wonder what's going on and all of those sort of things so um i want to encourage people who are listening it's not always straightforward and that's okay um it, it does get a bit complicated and and um a bit of a roller coaster at times but you're still on that journey and it's still a process and you can still be learning and and god is still with us would you say it's easier for adults though like to get a relationship with god or like to show your identity or would you say it depends on how much you know god yeah, you know, yeah, like how much you have a relationship with God or how much you know him? Great question. Really great question. Um, I think it's hard for everyone. I don't think, I don't think many people would, would be able to sit in this conversation and go, yeah, I've got it all sorted and it was an easy ride and I can do everything because God loves me and I'm a child of God. I don't think it works like that very often at all. Um, I do think it's a bigger question for teenagers and young people um, because you're growing up and you're working out who you are with all these things going on around you with a lot of pressure around you um and yeah it's a time of discovering yourself and and 
having freedom and things like that as you grow up and and move out from your parents house or even just have a bit more responsibility within your house um so I think in that way it is harder and a bigger question for young people um but the question doesn't go away when you become an adult and um yeah it depends who you are and where you are and what's surrounding you and all of those things as well um but I think like Andy's been saying um the more we get to know God the more time we spend with him the more we can understand that we are loved and we are children of God and what that then means and that will then mean different things for different people and that will look very different in everyone's lives because we're all different and unique and wonderful people um but it it's that starting point of knowing that we're loved and knowing we're children of God and then going on that journey to figure out what that means and hopefully that starts early on um like for you Josh in your in your teenage years and you can work that through with your family and and grow up with that um but it it does carry on that's not to put you off or anything but it does carry on into your adult years as well (laughs) yeah it never gets easy Uh, (laughs) and I think that there are lots of adults who struggle with it and who still find their identity even now in quarantine identity is being challenged because everything they thought they are their work their friends their friendship groups their social lives most of that's been taken away and so even now people's identities are being challenged and people are saying well you know who am I? So Josh, if you could ask us one final question, what would that be? Um, I think it would be, how can we become influencers, not influencees? Good question. Um, it's a hard one, that. That's really hard. Although, is Jesus the ultimate influencer? He did influence like a lot of people back like when he was alive, but, like when he came to Earth, though. Well, I was going to say, is he still influencing people now? I think he is, but I wonder <laughs> if he is being influenced by the Father. And then we get into complicated Trinity <laughs> questions, don't we? I don't want to go that deep on this. No, no, not at all. I was thinking it more of the thing. If Jesus had started an Instagram, how many followers would he have nowadays? Quite a bit. You, you reckon? <laughs> I mean... I think so, yeah. Who has the most followers on Instagram? It's probably someone like Kylie Jenner or someone like that. Is that your guess? You're going with Kylie Jenner? I think so, yeah. I'm going to look up quickly. No, wasn't it, wasn't it an egg for a while or something like that? But it says, according to, uh, obviously, that famous source, Wikipedia, so do not <laughs> quote me on this in any sort of essay, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has mm. 211 million followers. No, that's not a thing. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Well, there's a lot of people in the world, isn't there? Yeah, thanks for that. But I suppose my point is... Would Jesus have more followers, you know, than that? And actually around the the world in the church, how many people go to church on a Sunday? How many people follow Jesus or would say he has an influence in their lives? I think it would be up there, wouldn't it? But it would be really interesting to see. Yeah, Jesus on Instagram. What pictures would he post? I reckon he'd post something like a quote, like an influential quote. A motivational conversation, Josh? Yeah, probably. Him and his friends at the Last Supper. And the food they were eating at the Passover. <laughs> a picture of his fish and some bread. Yeah. And say, well, what can you do with this? <laughs> Water, wine. Yeah, that would be his TikTok, wouldn't it? Yes. 
<laughs> maybe that's someone who's got a TikTok. They should start that. Maybe a water and a wine one. Uh, Jesus. How about, about show? How about show? There you go, Josh. That's what you can do during quarantine. <laughs> TikTok become viral. Um, I suppose going back to the actual question of how can you become? How do we become influencers rather than influencees? I think it's easy to become an influencee and be influenced by other people, but it's very hard to become an influencer. And by that, I'm not talking about having a social media following or things like this, but to influence even your family or your social group. Um, and it's hard work. If you listen to anyone who's tried to build up some sort of social media following and influence, it's difficult and it's hard work. And it's about being constant. Yeah. And I think sometimes we're too easy to fall down at the first hurdle because it's hard. I think it's about being confident as well, isn't it? That it's about being confident in that decision, that knowing that that is the right thing um, and being able to stick to it because of that. Um, And I think that translates and... I think as youth workers, I say this hesitantly, um, we have times when we are influencers um, and in that time we have to be confident in who we are and the decisions we're making and how we're teaching or or how we're leading or whatever else, um, which is not an easy thing. I'm sure Andy will have examples of this as well, but that can be really hard, um, really, really hard to be confident in that and who we are. But um, like we've been saying the whole time, we can ground that in God and the love we have from God. Um, and, and that is a thing we can be confident in and a thing that is constant as well. Um, that is something that will never change. So I think yeah. that's a big thing. So what you're saying, Ruth, is that we need to be confident in who we are in God, but also constant in who we are in God. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. Well, I reckon we carry on talking about this in our next podcast and maybe we'll delve a little bit more into social media and how Jesus and faith affects what we look at and how we think on social media. Uh, so thank you for listening. And if you enjoy it, click the bell below or whatever it is to say you're going to follow us. And uh, yeah, tune back in next week. See you later. See you soon.